Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you can join us live today. And today's date is June 7th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And of course, I would like to open up with our usual uptime panel, and we do bring back Brother Joe, Brother Bob, and Brother Robert. Gentlemen, thank you for coming back. Good evening. Glad to be back. Yeah. It's good to be with you guys. First of the day, I'm 90, uh, two, and uh, this is before the mountains were brought forth, or Ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Praise the Lord. I don't know what happened with Brother Kevin, but um, hopefully he'll be joining us soon. Um, we'll have to check in on him later. Um, hopefully everything's okay. Uh, I don't know if you gentlemen have heard from Kevin at all. Mm, not today, no. All right. Well, we'll check in on him uh, later. Maybe one of you guys could just uh, shoot him an email, just check in on him, see how he's doing. Um, all right. Yeah. So anyway, listen, folks, we're here. This is a hot month, hot month of June, is it not, Brother Bob? Amen. Hot month of June <clears throat> for the Rapture Resurrection event. Um, a lot of narratives happening right now that indicates the rap that the rapture resurrection is upon us because you know we can't we can't really narrow down when the rapture resurrection is going to be i know some people like george of the return of the king says it's going to be june 15th at 5 17 a.m 5 17 a.m central eastern mountain pacific israel time don't know but 5 17 a.m but me i like to look for when the bridge is going to be up that's what i look for i look for the i'm looking for the setting of the big event where we're not a part of if I can narrow down the time frame that we are not here, then that should give us a decent window of when we're removed. Makes sense, you know? <laughs> and one of the things that's happening right now is we're actually under 70 days left of wheat in the whole world. And what does the Bible say about when the black horse rider rides? Okay, a measure of wheat. Was, I forgot which verse that was in the book of Revelation. I don't want to try to quote it. But it specifically calls out wheat, how wheat right. becomes so scarce that it's a measure of wheat for denarius, a measure of barley for denarius. That's the verse, okay? But the fact that it calls out wheat, and now we are seeing this narrative, we are seeing the reports, factual information that the world, for the first time in history, is a, has only about 68 days left now of wheat. And 68 days from now, where's that put us, guys? Sometime in August, heading towards the tribulation period, which I believe will start this fall. And if we run out of wheat, when are we going to catch up making wheat again? When do we catch up with that? Because what's happening right now, the, the farms are being shut down, food processing plants are being shut down. Greg, you just sent me that email with all the, the, the food processing plants being shut down and all stuff like that. So even if we can get the wheat, yeah. How are we going to be able to process this wheat? And for another thing is, how are the truckers going to get the wheat to the processing plants? Because we're going to be sitting at $8, $8 a gallon 
for diesel fuel pretty soon. So obviously you see it coming from all directions. So that's all happening over the next 70 days. And on top of the top of all that, they have the the uh the this the organization of truth that the that Biden administration came out with, and they're coming back right around the same time. How about that? And they're going to regulate all the censorship out there going forward, which makes me wonder. Will we see a uptick of UFO activity begin to happen over the next 70 days? Because if that Ministry of Truth, whatever that they have coming back, is coming back within 70 days, what do they know that's happening within the next 70 days? Okay. Why did it take a hiatus right now? And it said, we'll be back in about 70 days. And it just so happens every single resource that we have is going to be out within the next 70 days. Okay, you can't make this stuff up. Okay, but they want everybody to be afraid. You see, this is the bottom line of this stuff, Bob. It's just, you know, I know a lot of things are happening, and a lot of things are, a lot of things, a lot of terrible things are happening right now. Uh, but you know, uh, what we talk about is the hope that we have, and that you know, it's. It's something that I, I don't I don't believe we're going to be, you know, we're going to be up and out of here before all these really heinous things happen. The narrative and the words that are used, if you watch the news, which I don't watch very often anymore. Joe was saying he doesn't watch it hardly ever. I can't stand watching the news anymore. It puts me into too much of a bad, bad mood. But mass shooting, mass this, mass that. It's it's always in the word horrific is used. It's horrific, you know, and, and it's always it, these words are trigger words. Excuse expression. <laughs> I'll probably get in trouble for saying that, but they're trigger words. The word horrific. What do you think of? You think of mass casualties. You think of blood and all that kind of stuff. You know, you, you don't think of a nice sunset in the beach. These are these are. Um, designed narratives to keep everybody afraid and angry. And I, I really believe that it's just, uh, you know, every time you turn around, there's something else they're coming up with now. Now they're supposed to monkey pox. Next thing they're going to have is they're going to have what they're going to have. What M and M pox, I mean, you know, what, what kind of nonsense is all this baloney? You know, recall on the M and M's. Yeah, the M M&M, and well, yeah, they be, be, taste a lot better than monkeypox. That's for sure. But yeah. at the same time, I understand where you're coming from, Bob. It, it's just a. This is, I, I mean, I, I, I think we've all got enough stuff to deal with to than to be so afraid that you know the adversary wants you to be so afraid that you don't speak. And the word says that we're supposed, it said in the book of Acts, go stand and speak in the temple all the words of this life. The actual test, the text actually says, go stand and speak in the temple all the words of life. It doesn't say of this life. It says the words of life. And that's what these guys did in the first century. They went and they spoke in the temple the words of life. And they, they turned the world, it says they turned the world upside down in a generation. You know, there's, I mean, we have such a, I mean, we're, we're the four of us are blessed. 
that we have the opportunity to get on here tonight in a free country and speak the truth. Amen. You know, there's no, you know, Greg and I were talking about this recently. There's no guarantees, Joe, there's no guarantee that we're going to be able to do this after tonight no. or tomorrow or even 10 minutes from now. But as long as there's breath within us, we should be speaking the words of this life, the words of life, you know, to be able to impart to some person out there that may tune in by accident, if you will, tonight, and they're at the end of their rope and they're thinking, well, there's no hope for me anyway. There's no, there's no, look at all the terrible things I've done. How can God possibly forgive me? Well, I'll tell you what, brothers and sisters out there, if he could forgive me, <laughs> and these and these group of gentlemen I'm with here, he can forgive you. You know. Amen. So I, I'm, you know, I, I always, I always end up talking too much when I start on this stuff, but I can't help it sometimes. No, not at all. I, 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 bl I blame Doc Barber. He gets me fired up. He, Amen. He, get, he gets. I tend to do that to a lot of people. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm still on YouTube, man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. Right, right, I, Joe. Oh, I'm, su time. Yeah. I'm surprised you're on YouTube also. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, I also sent you just recently that the IDF. Uh, it drills for a devastating war on home soil. This is coming from the Jerusalem Post. Um, you know, the military affairs, I can bring this up. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. And obviously, we should be keeping our eyes focused on Israel, right? For the most part, we're looking at all the stuff that's going on in the world. But what's going on? with Israel right now. And uh, this is this is something I'm going to I'm going to bring up right now because this came out just yesterday. Uh, here we go. Can you see that? Yes, you should be able to see that, right? Okay. So, the IDF drills for a devastating war on home soil and away, right? Military affairs, chariots of fire brought the Israeli military to a new standard as troops practiced responding to emergency events. Folks, this is this is some serious stuff here because, you know, we always we're constantly bombarded with the news about uh, Ukraine, uh, Russia, you know, get out of here, Ed. OK. And, um, you know, this is this is very serious because now we're looking at what's happening with Israel. And, you know, how we know that scripture talks about how Israel comes as, you know, a cup of trembling, of course, um, with all the nations coming against Israel. Um, now, we've seen this already kind of taking place. But now in this month, with everything going on, um, certainly uh, talking about, uh, you know, the uh, parable of the fig tree generation, many people are, you know, speculating that. This should be the month in which we should be pretty much out of here, okay, as a body of believers, as a body of Christ. Um, again, it's it's hard to put a, a, a date and a specific time, but if we're going along with the parable of the fig tree generation found in Matthew chapter 24, uh, it stands to reason that there isn't much time left uh, prior to the tribulation starting, of course, Brother Bob, you have brought up numerous times, of course, with the uh, Shemitah and the months, um, uh, you know, the years, and how this all kind of culminates to one final, um, you know, blow to the earth and, and judgments about to begin. So 
all of this is coming together. All of it is coming together. So it, it almost becomes too coincidental not to be true, not to find out that we are or to say that we are at the door, so to speak. I mean, do you agree? Well, absolutely. And think, another thing to think about, too, you know, I did a video. So it's seven reasons why the, the tribulation will begin in 2022. OK, and the Shemitah cycles was just one of seven, actually just one of ten. I didn't spend a whole lot of time on it. And there are so many other coincidences. I'm doing the quotes right now. <laughs> There's so many other coincidences happening right now. Like, for example, don't forget that we are in we are heading up to a solar maximum right now of the solar cycle. And when we get to solar maximum, when is that? 2025, 2026. And it's going to run hardcore through 2028, 2029. Perfect time for God to pour out his wrath on the earth for the seven trumpet judgments. Just things like that. World War II. You know, World War I, World War II, Israel gets a big one-up on the world stage. And what's going to happen after World War III? The ultimate one-up when they take over the world and rule as kings and priests under Jesus Christ from Jerusalem. I mean, there are just so many things lining up right now that's going to take place. I mean, and outside of the plethora of everything that this United States uh, government's doing right now and governments across the world are doing right now alongside all this stuff. I mean, we are past the points of coincidence, evidently. Okay. What they're doing right now is becoming so ridiculous now. It's actually laughable, ain't it? Some of the things that our government says now is just laughable because they're getting sloppy. You know, the the, the whole uh, the, the the 2030 agenda was supposed to be for 2030. But I believe God has. Yeah, <laughs> I believe God has uh, <laughs> turned the tables on them and caused them to begin rushing. And when they rush, they can't hide things anymore. And when they begin moving quickly, they're just exposed for everything that they're doing. And now. They're moving so quickly right now that they're saying the dumbest things. That's just turning everybody against, like, for example, here in the United States, Joe Biden, an average of 20 to 30 percent approval rating. I mean, come on. I mean, he's setting everything up so beautifully for the elections this fall. Of course, I don't believe there's going to be any elections personally. But if there is, he's setting everything up beautifully for an incredible red wave, okay? But here's the other thing, too. What if they're, what if we're all ready for the elections, say, like this fall, and then they say, okay, we know there's going to be a red wave. We get it, but we're going to cancel the elections oh, yeah. because we got a virus sure. coming out, says yeah. who? Because they yeah. could do that now. Sure. Yeah, Joe, might, you have might to. Might as well throw another virus out there. Yeah. yeah. Joe, go ahead. What do you have to say about yeah. this? Well, I think Bob's got a 50-50 shot of being right because they only have so many plays in their uh, playbook. And the reason that it gets so ridiculous at this point is because, I mean, even soap operas come to an end. I mean, how much stuff can you continue to write? How many lies before it gets so old? Look, I mean, look how long it took, you know, some generations in their 50s now to get to the point where they're like, you know what? They've been saying the same thing and lying to me for 50 years. Some people figure it out in their 30s. I mean, I didn't figure it out till. I mean, I didn't figure out the machine and the B system so, that was so strong until probably like my early 30s. And I'm 38. 
And um, they only have so many cards. And, you know, the ones that always work good are Fear, like uh, Robert was saying, and um, War and Fear with the potential, you know, excuse to not hold the elections. Why not? They've done it. So I think I think Bob is right. I think it can go either way. And then I think they could always come out with something just so crazy, just like they did in 2020, that we'll just be blown away again, but not. You know, I mean, we were caught off guard a little bit, but a lot of people weren't. A lot of people were like, all right, this is it. You know, the clock is ticking. As far as Israel, I mean, you know, Israel is interesting. The fig tree generation, you know, I believe what God said in the Bible to be true. Um, I just, I don't know. Spiritually, if we knew that, okay, if we knew, if Paul knew that, well, if, if, if God said that the rapture could happen at any time, be ready. That means that Israel didn't have, the fig tree generation prophecy doesn't have to happen for the rapture to happen. Fair enough. Because we didn't have a fig tree issue. I mean, Israel wasn't a nation for how many, you know, how many years? So if the rapture could have happened 500 years ago, the fig tree doesn't even fall into play with the rapture timeline. Right, Bob? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, my Bob, you're muted, buddy. Yeah. What, yeah, what I was hey, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. No, I'm just saying, look, I, I I get it. This is one thing that I'm I'm not I'm not so sure. Sh- I, I know what the word says, but at the same time, it says that the rapture could happen at any moment and, and the victory generation didn't have to happen 500. It wasn't, it wasn't lined up to happen. So where does that put us? Maybe the victory generation means the time of the end, the day of the Lord, the, the tribulation, because we don't know when the, when the time frame starts in the tribulation, the rapture could happen today and the tribulation could start in three years. Right. I mean, it could even start. What's the, there is no, I haven't seen, maybe you guys have, I haven't seen where there's a time frame for the rapture and then how soon does the tribulation, how soon does the, the how, how soon does the Antichrist go in and into the temple? I mean, the rapture could happen today and all this could happen in 10 years, right? I mean, that could happen, right? Yeah, it would actually have to happen, if it doesn't happen this fall then we'll have to wait another seven more years you see what i mean so like the fig tree i understand it but i think it also applies to more of the end of the book of revelation with the day of the lord because i'm i've always felt that the rapture really could happen at any time so if it could have happened any time during the 12th century then there was no fig tree generation happening then so i take israel i know it's a timepiece. But I also realize that it doesn't have to be the rapture doesn't have. That's the greatest thing about the rapture. And that's why it's exciting, because it could really happen at any time. And Israel has a timepiece, but the timepiece really seems to start with the uh, abomination of desolation. Besides that, can you guys think of one thing where the clock really starts ticking, where the Jews actually have a day count? When he goes into that temple, then you count the days. Then you'll know when I'm coming. But before that, there is no countdown. None. Yeah. yeah. It's like watching for Planet X. Nobody can see it. You can't see it on a telescope or none of that stuff. None of that stuff. But all you can do is try to judge the timing of it by the evidence of everything right. else around it. 
And that's how we're that's what we're doing right now. We don't know when the rapture is going to be. All I could do is judge it by the evidence of everything else going on around the world and God's time scales and all that stuff like that. That's all I can do. So I assume the rapture will be, like you said, I think it happened. It could happen this month, strong chance. And then there are there's three months of absolute brawls, wars, like you wouldn't believe. Like we're looking at this right here. IDF is getting ready for something. Obviously, they have the intelligence that something bad is coming. And this right here will be the perfect launch for the time frame of war that needs to be fulfilled before they could talk any peace that could be that would be confirmed around the 27th of september it seems like to me right now looking at this right here we're right on track we're right on track way it looks to me you know i mean we need a lot of wars we know we need all that stuff to take place and then we need to, to die and settle everything everybody just get that frustration and that rage out of them, then let the dust settle. Because right now, look, what's going on right now, they can't do a peace agreement. Nobody's willing to come to the table right now. They need to go fight now. They need to get this out of them. Okay, but after that's all done, then a peace deal can be struck and actually confirmed. Okay, so I think we're right on track right now. Yeah, we disagree with the time frame of the rapture because uh, me personally, with the with the experiences I've had and the millions of people that are having rapture visions and warnings from the Holy Spirit, that that to me is see like with me, I, I feel I think about every time in my life that revelation was given to me about myself and about the world and about the enemy, and it was never any. And this is before the internet. This is like most of the experiences I had were before the internet, and. I can only count on, and I'm going to stick to this. The Holy Spirit will always tell me when it's coming. The Holy Spirit has pulled me out of attack dreams. The Holy Spirit has pulled me out of my flesh. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And all of that comes from the throne room. So I I know we see the signs, but I, I feel personally myself that I think we're going to know. I feel the Holy Spirit is going to tell us as that moment comes closer. And we may even know like a day before or even if somebody, you know, I just I, I, I can say confidently that I rely 100 percent on the Holy Spirit. And I just, it's never failed me. And I mean, that's you know, that's all I can say for me. So I feel as the rapture comes closer that he'll he'll say, OK, Joe, like this is it. It could be tomorrow, this week. You know, I just. I just feel that way, I just because that's always the way it's been. Like you know, before the internet, before all these signs, like we would never know. You know, the people prior to that, how would they know what you know what's really going on? What about the guy in the Amazon? Or what about the guy that was just visited by a missionary? Told him about Christ. The Holy Spirit came on to him. Let's say he doesn't even have a Bible. All right, how is he going to know? The Holy Spirit is going to do what the Holy Spirit does. His job is to counsel you and to walk you through this path. So I think about those situations. I'm like, you know what? Maybe somebody just picked up the phone and told someone about Christ that is in a prison overseas and they don't have access to a Bible. But now he's filled with the Holy Ghost. At the rapture, is he going to be caught off guard? Is he, you know, if, if he, the Holy Spirit is warning people like me, you guys, family, friends, I just, I can't see the Holy Spirit not keeping his word. So that's why I feel that we will know. I don't, I don't think, mm-hmm. I just, my experience with that, I just, I knew, I knew in my experiences with the rapture dreams, 
the spirit told me this is it. It's happening. We have had stories come out recently about Muslims, many Muslims coming to the Lord sure. through revelation, yeah. right? Or just a visit, a visit and a vision mm -hmm. from Christ. I've heard of that too. Mm -hmm. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Kevin, welcome back. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. That time hey, you got hey, here. Kevin, what's going on, brother? Well, um, I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got I to be honest. I didn't receive an email that had the link. So, oh. um, Greg, you might want to check the, the email that you sent out um, because uh, I, I don't believe I was on it. But um, so I, you, I were, thought, you were the missing possible. link. Yeah, well, I did. Get, I mean, Greg sent me the email now, and I finally had the link, so I came in. I, I figured Greg needed the break for me one week. I didn't know. Uh, no, uh, that's what I was hoping. But anyway, yeah, I knew. I knew. You know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Kevin. Bob, keep the so, gloves on, Bob. Come on. Well, anyway, I just thought I'd say hi and see you later, um, Robert. Take it away. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm thrilled to see you every week. You know that. I'm just joking with you, brother. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, so. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've said that a couple of times here on on this uh, this broadcast uh, weeks and months ago, maybe even over a year ago, that, Joe, I felt like the same thing, that we're going to see that day approaching, that we're, we, we are going to see it coming sooner and closer. And the closer it gets, the more sure we're going to get on it. I, I agree with you. I do think, I think there's a lot of people out there that, that feel that same way is that when, when that date is, is, is right there that we are going to know. And I've said that before. Um, I, I just, I just, yeah, I, I you know, Robert, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, you know, <laughs> we do not live in a spirit of fear. Like you were saying, yes. we don't, uh, wh what we're doing right now is we're watching, we're watching all this stuff happen but we're not um, cowering in fear over it. We can see these, you know, as you said, horrific things happen. Um, Bob mentioned all of the things that are on the horizon. Uh, you know, they, they are basically telling us that these things are going to come to take place. They are going to happen. We are going to have food shortages. I mean, it was like, what, a year and a half ago or so was probably the first time that I ever went to the store in my life. And that's and that, I know it's not as long as yours, Robert, but it's close. It's, it's getting there, it seems like, every day. But the um, first time in my life, I go there, and there's stuff that's missing. And I'm just like, what's going on here? You know, Can you get it from the back? And they're like, we don't have it. Like, that's the first time I ever heard that, you know, and then it just got progressively worse to now where we just saw, you know, a, we're in the middle of, you know, a baby formula crisis, basically. And just this just this week, government admitted that, yeah, they knew it was coming, but they didn't do anything about it. So. Then you have all these food plants, and Greg, I don't know if you have that slide that you showed to us of all those different food places and, and food plants, and you just emailed it to us today that showed like the the number of events on food places and things like that have just skyrocketed in the last year and a half, and especially over the last couple of months. There were a couple up here, a couple of plants over in. Uh... 
there's a there was one here in Minnesota, and there was one over in North Dakota that was that caught on fire and burned down. What yeah. a surprise! Just just uh, no, no, not at all. Not a surprise well, I mean, at all. So That's all cool, these yeah. things that are happening does really feel like to me that it's 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 a manufactured yeah. crisis that they are, and I mean they manufactured that that virus crisis that that we had. Um, and that people are still trying to linger on. Yeah, this is the one. Food shortage is magnified by string of destroyed food processing facilities. Yeah, this is courtesy of uh, Gil Broussard, who we have had on with us on Uptime, the previous guest. But uh, this is courtesy of his, uh, yeah, his his art, his uh, montage here. So, yeah, very interesting, isn't it? And these things are going, they're starting to go exponential. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you see a curve like that start, start to go up uh, parabolically, then you, you know that, that, that this is a, that this has got to be a manufactured thing that they've timed this to happen all right at this same time. And Bob, you mentioned earlier, the wheat crisis that this world is about ready to face, um, uh, in the United States, we get a lot of our wheat from here, but a lot of countries get it from Ukraine. And there's not a lot of wheat going on over there uh, right now, not as much as before. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about like a lot of different things that are going to be hitting here very shortly. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say it's terrible right now, but I mean... <laughs> That's nothing compared to like what the tribulation is. But even before that, it's still going to ramp up. It's still going to get worse before there. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I just see all. I'm just, I gotta. I don't know. People might get mad at me for saying this, but I'm actually kind of enjoying watching all these things take place because, because and the re, enjoying meaning that it is once again proving the Bible to be correct. We know what that you mean. All, these things Amen. are all happening, and I'm watching all this stuff and just going, "This is this is amazing." We are almost finished, as Bob would say. Amen. I mean, you can see that that the timeline is shrinking uh, until this all boils over into just you know when people get discouraged and they don't have anything, they usually start fighting each other, right? And when countries do that, they fight each other. And right now, countries are loaded for bear more than ever in any time in human history. Amen. You know, well, look, look at how much abundance we've had for so long. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt you. There, right. We've had so much abundance in this country. You know, we all of us have grown up with a tremendous amount of abundance. And, and uh, I can't ever remember a time going sure. hungry growing up. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, like Kev was saying, all of a sudden, the, a lot of the shelves are bare. Uh, they knew about the shortage of the baby formulas. They didn't do anything. It's interesting how, how they would focus on baby formula. That must be another coincidence. Hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they're attacking the, the, the children. Sure. Uh, all over, um, they they are they are allowing um, lawlessness to 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 basically consume. The United States here, um, in the cities, everywhere. I mean, pe the people who even have problems, 
that they see have problems. They don't do anything about them. And then they go on to commit mass murder. And then people that go to jail, they let them out immediately and they commit more crime. And then they let them out again, 25, 26 times. I mean, they just let this guy out in San Francisco that shot Kate Steinle. This guy, this uh, piece of garbage that shot Kate Steinle on the Fisherman's Wharf a few years ago. He was yeah, yeah, I heard about they that. Just, guy. They, they just acquitted him. Right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Why? No, I mean, and it was a it, and it was a so-called hate crime as well. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and, and look at look at what's coming up on our southern border right now. I think there's oh, yeah. like a, a migrant caravan of over ten thousand people, and let yeah. just just in April. Yeah. Do you know that they let in over a hundred thousand people through yeah. the southern border? Like, like they they sent some back, but they let in well over a hundred thousand. It's all manufactured. I mean, look at this chart you got up right here. If you took the numbers of the food processing plants, okay, we can see that chart. But I bet you, if we took the same, did the same numbers on the inflation, it will look just like this chart right here over the last year. If we did this chart based on how many farms are shut down because people because the farmers can pay not to work and Bill Gates buying up farms, so we're looking at shut down farms. It'll look just like that chart right there at the mm-hmm. same time. Uh, if you look at the fact that nobody's making any money now because the economy is destroyed, it'll look just like that chart right there. The border, it'll look just like that chart right there. Everything is going up, and with the, especially at the border. Okay, you have all these. We have shortages here. We can barely sustain ourselves. But yet all these people, hordes of people are coming into this country. They're going to need the exact same thing that we're short of. How about that? It's so manufactured. The price of gasoline, we're going to be in trouble because even if we can make up all this product here, even we can farm the wheat, we still can't. Eventually, we're not going to have the trucks to get this wheat to the processing plants. And eventually, from the processing plants, it gets into the stores. It's too expensive to ship it. Yeah, so all it's all engineered. It's 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 yeah. it's like 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 you said, Kevin. This is happening for a reason, and I believe it's because it's the pre-tribulation time frame. It's the final birth pains where it gets really hard for a short period of time. Right now, we looked at long birth pains that kind of hurt a little bit over the last seven years. But mm-hmm. what's happening right now? Do you think people are feeling the pain of this right now, of any of this stuff? Yeah. That's because we are at those final birth pains right now where they're really hard and very short in between. I mean, I, I can't go 15 minutes without more bad news coming out somewhere. Right. It is that bad now. I mean, we the birth is about to take place, and we are about to go home. You know, and you know, it's interesting, too. There's a lot of, uh, they don't seem to have food shortages in Mexico. You've heard about that, haven't you? Have any of you guys heard about that? I haven't um, heard about there, it. There's stores. Uh, I have my, uh, my niece lives down there. No food shortages down there. I haven't heard about massive food shortages in Mexico. No. Why? Mm-hmm. Got me. Because yeah. we don't report on stuff like that here. Mm. You know, why is everybody wanting to, if, if, if their countries that they live in are so bad, why do they want to come here? If there's plenty of food in Mexico and jobs in Mexico, why do they want you know say there's nothing there, there's no jobs in Mexico and there's no jobs in these? I can understand Venezuela; it's a 
Well, that's where the bulk of the people are coming from. Um, that's what a report I heard to just today, actually, was that yeah. the bulk of the people that are in this caravan are from Cuba, Nicaragua, and um, uh, one more place, uh, Venezuela. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, look, at those, those places are under, uh, you know, dictatorships. Uh, you know, just, I mean, we think we got it bad here. Uh, that, that's a whole nother level of bad. So, I mean, for, so in one, in one respect, you can't necessarily blame them for like leaving their horrible, horrible com- country to come here, but we've opened up the welcome mat for them to come here illegally. So they're taking advantage of the, the current situation. And, and the, like Bob said, the administration that's in power right now does not want to fix it. They they're, they actually made this problem. They are continuing to make this problem, and they want it to continue. Just like the problem with uh, energy. They made that problem the day they stepped into office, and they've made it worse ever since. And, they have, and, and, and so what they do is they talk to Venezuela. They talk to Saudi Arabia. They talk to these nations and say, hey, help us out with the oil and stuff like that. Well, what about the other side of things? What about the supply here? What about doing that here? They don't want to do that, you see. And they've already said that they don't want to do that and that this is a transitionary period between fossil fuels and green energy and that it's going to be a rough road to get there when you actually have leading economists that say you'll never get there. Is that, no, it's not a transitionary period, just like transitionary inflation, by the way, that Janet Yellen just said this week. Oh, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Uh, It's not transitionary, you know, transitory, right? Uh, So, and the economists are saying, look, this is not a transitionary period. This is a decimation period, is that you'll never be able to come back if you Mm -hmm. continue down this path. Well, I'm getting getting a horse tomorrow. Yeah, I say the electric car thing. That's just a psyop to keep us happy for now. Okay, it's like don't worry, the parachute would open when you jump. Okay, that's but the the parachute is rigged not to open. Something powers okay. electric cars, and that's electricity. Yeah. And how and how is that electricity generated by fossil fuels? Yeah. Right. And, and and if they want us to go to electric cars and they want us to go to that bad, why aren't they investing any money in the infrastructure? They're not investing any money into yeah. electric car infrastructure. But yet they're pushing us as fast as they can to get us out of our cars. That's because cars represent freedom. They don't right. want you to have freedom. They want you to take that public transportation so that way when you do something that they don't like, they cut you off. Yeah. No freedom. They want us out of our cars for a reason. That's well, why they're doing it. And they're not going to replace it with electric cars. So don't invest your money into electric car companies. Never going to go anywhere. <laughs> See, and this is the and that's the, that right now. And that's the big picture, right? Is that we know that in the during the tribulation, when the Antichrist get, gets control, is that he has control over just about every aspect of somebody's life, right? Mm-hmm. And so, even to the point where you can't buy or sell unless you worship him and, and take his mark. So, I mean, the progression to get there has to be can't be from zero to to one hundred in one in one second. Um, just kind of like what you were saying, Bob, before, which is doesn't really make sense that that um, there's not going to be any preparation for the, the, the end. Uh, and that's why you say that 
do you think that Jesus is actually going to return prior to the seven years? But it's still a seven-year period, and there's going to be preparation that's going to happen there at the end of that. Um, like that, there's got to be some preparation in order to get from where we were to having somebody have total control. And you do that by by basically doing everything that they're doing right now. I mean, it's a perfect setup. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're like you said, they're locking people down, right? They're making it so expensive so that you can't go anywhere. They're basically telling you to wear this, do that. You can't worship there. You can't do this. You know, making all these rules, arbitrary rules, basically. And then even in this country where we have guaranteed rights, they're taking away those rights. And they're saying it because of peace and safety. And so, you know, you continue going down that path and you can see where that leads. It leads to total authoritarianism. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds, well, no, sounds that, wonderful. See, see and, that, and that's the opposite of freedom, right? That's the opposite of, of being free. And th that's the beautiful part of all of this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of sum up all this so that Robert's going to be really pleased with me. And that is, if you have Christ in your heart, well, then you are free no matter what's going on around you. You see, mm -hmm. and that's the that's the reason why we have the hope that's within us is that that's the reason why we don't get afraid of these things. That's the reason why we observe and we go, wow, this this world's going, uh, you know, to, to hell in a handbasket. And and yet the Bible says it's going to happen. So it's not taking us by surprise. We are not deceived by all these things, but we are still free in Christ. Because even though I may die here due to some calamity, horrific event, someone starving me to death or whatever, well, I still have eternal life through Christ. Right. So that's the hope that we have within us, no matter what, what comes our way. And I'm telling you, if you don't have that hope, well, then all these things could be extremely depressing. And, like, and just like to the point where... You know, we have seen an uptick in suicides over the last couple of years. Um, sure. and, and we've also seen drug overdoses, people turning to drugs and alcohol. And we've seen an uptick in all those things. And that's because those people who are doing that do not have any hope within them. And the you hope that, that we have, though, is not a hope that we've manufactured or made up. It's the hope that we have because Christ himself died and rose for us. So when, that's, that's the difference. You know, when God designed the, you know, when God designed the uh, man, mankind, and put a brain in our heads, he designed the, he designed the minds to, to operate, the brain to operate the most efficiently with, with the truth of the word in it. Mm. And and that's you know that's what Adam and Eve had at first. They had that perfect fellowship, and they were in sync. You know they were they were tracking along, and they they weren't they weren't doubting, questioning, or or you know every time every time uh, God told them something, they weren't saying, "Well, I don't know if I really want to believe that or not." What we're what we're doing right now is, you know, we have to realize that 
when the word says that we're supposed to renew our minds, you know, it's be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We have an old man nature that just doesn't go away when we get saved. It's still there. Mm-hmm. We still battle with things. But it says, put this, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Now, is that possible to have the mind of Christ? Yes, it is. Is it an easy thing to do? No. There's times when it's tough. But it says, let it. It doesn't say God's going to possess you to do it. And you have to allow it. And the only way that you can really do that is by getting your head into his, into his word and putting on the mind of Christ and, and putting on the word of God and then being faithful to it. And I've said this many times before, God has never not been faithful to his word. Now, many, all of us have been at times not faithful to the Lord. I know many times in my life I haven't been, but I don't ever remember when he hasn't been faithful to me. And I'll tell you another thing, too. He's it, This is the time to make a decision, Kev, because time is, you know, it's, you know, all good. Bob and, and, uh, and Joe and Greg, time is ticking away. We're getting close to midnight here. You know, if you want to go out and party and have a good time and think you've got another six months to a year and then you're going to change your life and turn to the Lord, I don't know if I would wait. I think it's a, it would make sense right now to, Check this. Check this Jesus out. Give him a chance. That's one of that's one of the things I'll say till the last breath of my body is to give him a chance. And when you do, you'll be pleasantly surprised, and you're going to find out that you've got a savior that loves you enough to give his life for you. Yeah, it's amazing, and it's 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 the greatest love story in the history of mankind. True. You know, it really is. It's it's not you don't have to be a brilliant scholar to understand it. If I can understand it, you certainly don't have to be a brilliant scholar. But at the same time, the word says and it's a simplicity in Christ that we're not supposed to, you know, it, it has to be. It has to be something that that makes sense and, and, and works, doesn't it, Kev? I mean this stuff this stuff works. Well that's why I said like Yeah. You know, God, God can't dwell. I mean, that's so simple that God can't dwell with sin. He's not going to dwell with sin forever. He's, he's, he's certainly not going to have a sin with sin with him for eternity. So he had to, he had to make some type of bridge. He, something had to give there. And so the simplicity is that he sent his son and he shed the, his blood so that we could dwell with God, those who believe in that and and and, and accept that gift, and that's how simple it, it it really is. I mean, in terms of salvation itself, is like people have sinned. You have missed the mark. You're not able to dwell with God. Therefore, you must have something that is a propici propici. I can't say that word. Propitiation, propitiation of your uh, of that. There must be something to re- to redeem you from that and there is and that's christ jesus he sent his son he died he rose that we can have eternal life those who believe get that that is a gift it doesn't matter what you do other than that you are saved and so Mm -hmm. that that's the simplicity of it and then the key is is to not be conformed to this world at right now because people are sowing the seeds of of all type of confusion and distraction and deceitfulness 
And that, that is what the enemy does. Does he not? He did that in the garden. He's done it ever since. And right now, more than ever, I don't, I don't believe any time in our lives have we ever been through the, the sowing of confusion on every single topic. They can't even say what a woman is anymore. I mean, it's gotten to that point. It's gotten to down to all the way down to that, that they have no idea now what the difference between a man and a woman is. I mean, the most basic of basic things, you think. But, it, but their minds are just, they're gone. And so if you think it's bad now, this goes to what Robert was saying. Just wait until the tribulation. When Satan comes with all lying signs and wonders. I mean, we're not there yet. And look how bad it is. But just wait until that. If you think you're going to hang around and say, well, I'm going to be fine. Don't worry about me. I'm enjoying myself right now. And you know what? I don't really need Jesus in my life. I'll, if something goes goes bad later on, I'll take care of it then. God says that he is going to send a strong delusion to, the, to, to those people who do not believe so that they will believe a lie. So do not bet on that you are going to be able to overcome God when he has already said that those who have rejected the truth are going to be damned and that he is going to send that delusion in order to make that happen. Those people's hearts are hardened. They are not going to come around. God is going to do that. But for those who are not, those who have not hardened their hearts, and maybe they just haven't heard the gospel or they haven't really understood it or whatever because they're in a culture that just doesn't have it around there and stuff like that, those people are going to be given an opportunity because there is going to be an angel that's going to be preaching the everlasting gospel, isn't there? So those people are going to hear the good news of Christ Jesus there's also going to be 144,000 witnesses. There's also going to be um, the two witnesses in Jerusalem. So there is going to be opportunity after that. But, Robert, you're right. Now is the time. And, and with all these things that we just talked about, the window is closing. The oper- window of opportunity is going to – there's going to be a day where the door is shut. We are going to go up, and the door is going to be shut. And it's not going to be opened again for a for. Well, I mean, literally, it's not going to be opened again. I mean, you know, you're going to have to basically die die a a martyr's death there in order to be able to uh, to to get out. Because I'm telling you, you can't take the mark and and hope that you're going to you're going to stick around because ultimately those people that take the mark, it's the Bible says that they're going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. Well, think about um, what we were talking about earlier. Um, about Christ dwelling within us. Uh, I always like to bring up now Romans 8, 10, verse 11. Verse eight, Romans 8, 10, and 11, where it says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead. It's sinful. It's separated from God, but our spirit's not. Because it goes on to say here, mm-hmm. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Mm-hmm. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ, from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth within you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right there is saying you have a body and you have a spirit. Your body is dead. Okay. Yeah. That's why it's simple. Any any of you folks watching this video right now are dealing with any type of sin of any kind, of any measure, of any quantity, doesn't matter. It's because your body is dead. <laughs> okay. Right. So it's some of us do it less than others, but your body's still dead. But eventually that's going to change. Okay. 
Here's a perfect example, and this is what the Lord showed me. Something happened a little while ago. You know, I had a, we put up this little bird feeder, okay, on our porch, and a robin family moved into it. Well, the birds grew up, and then the birds jumped out of the, the bird feeder, okay? And it turned out it jumped into one of these wells by our window, okay? So I had to go downstairs in the basement and fish this baby bird out of this well by our window, okay? But at the same time, I have this dog's a husky, Looking down at that bird, wanting to eat that bird. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh, no, you ain't getting this bird. So I got the bird out of there, took it inside. And my plan was to take it back outside and put it back in that bird's box. Okay. But when I came upstairs, I had the bird in my hand. The bird kind of jumped out of my hand, was flipping like this. And I was holding him by his feet. And that husky came running in the house, jumped and grabbed that bird. <laughs> And just started chomping on it, okay? And I said, drop that right now. And he dropped the bird. And, of course, shortly after that, the bird died, okay? Now, here's the lesson. I didn't get mad at the husky. I didn't get mad at my dog. Why? Because I knew that was his nature. That was his nature. He attacks little critters. That's what he does. I didn't even get mad at him because that's his nature. Just like our Heavenly Father doesn't get mad at us because sin is our nature, our fleshly nature but our spirit has been sealed until the day of redemption Ephesians 4 30 so mm-hmm. that's why we have God has a dog in a fight with us now <laughs> no pun intended oh my goodness when uh our spirit is born again because now our my spirit is pure like the Lord okay that's why it goes to heaven when, when I my body dies but in the meantime it's pure as God all right that is why it is at odds with Bob's flesh okay mm-hmm. That's proof of your salvation. If you got a dog in the fight right now, you got a consciousness that hates what your flesh does, then that means that you're saved. That's proof of your salvation. Okay? Get excited because according to Romans 8, verses 10 and 11, that indwelling power that's within you, working within you right now, is the same power that's going to resurrect you. That same power is that going to, is that going to change you as after resurrection. So that power is within you right now. Get excited. Start jumping for joy because that is the power that's going to change you at the resurrection. Amen. And change you like that last verse right there. It says, and from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies from the spirit that dwelleth in you. Right. Okay. And quicken is to make alive. You know, it's to, uh, you know, another thing too there, Bob, along those lines is, the importance of fellowship, mm-hmm. you know, the importance of fellowship with the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, and also the importance of fellowship one with another, because it's not, you know, it, it's tough to be Han Solo out there, especially with what's what's going on right now. You know, to, you, you think uh, years ago, I used to think, well, it, if you can't really find a good church, you just you can you can do it on your own. You know, you don't really uh, you don't really need to be around fellow believers, but it, it, it's, I believe the word says to not forsake the assembling of yourselves with others. And that's an important aspect of it. Another thing too, that's very important is prayer. In fact, it's one of the basic keys is, is to not only pray for uh, things in your life, pray for your, you know, your brothers and sisters when somebody when you're thinking about a particular individual, um, 
that you haven't seen or maybe, you know, during the course of the week, I don't see you guys. But when I think about you, I pray for you all because I know that the, that the Lord is, is uh, he knows when you need the prayer. You know, he knows when Joe needs the prayers. He knows when Greg needs the prayers and Bob and Kevin and, and John Bowsher and, and uh, Mr. Taylor from last week. He knows when, you know, he knows when people are going to be needing prayers. And, uh, you know, we don't always know these things, but the spirit does. And, and we need to have the confidence that when we have when we have a thought like that come into our into our mind that it might be a good idea to take a, take a few minutes and just just pray. Yeah, uh, Greg and I were talking about this the other day. It's an it's an important thing to do, and it's it's a simple thing to do. And the adversary steals it from us because he says, "Well, you know." You pray. You guys have prayed to open your your teaching already. You don't need to pray again, or or uh, you know, once you get done with this, you can you can just put it on hold until next Tuesday night. No, I don't think so. I don't think so because that's what he wants. He 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 wants us to to quit. You know, he he want, he wants he wants Doc to shut down his computer for a week until next week. Yeah, which which is yeah I know I just I'm, I gotta pick on you I haven't picked on Kevin at all tonight I'm gonna pick on you but I want you to shut your computers off when we're done Bob till next week because we don't we don't really need for you to do any stuff because you've done enough for the kingdom now where's that thought coming from brother that's silly or Kevin Bob's, I don't want but Bob's, Kevin yeah Kevin I don't want Bob's, you doing anything for the Lord this week. And Joe, yeah, I, want you, to just, the race, the I want you to take a running. vacation. And Greg, go out and take your boys to the ball game. The heck with it. No, that's Bob, silly. Bob, <laughs> you are not almost finished. You are finished, Bob. Yet. <laughs> your race has been run. You're done. It's Hebrews 10.25 is what oh, you're thinking. Oh, he's gone. Oh, no. What do we do? What do we do to him? It was exactly. He was done. He's finished. He's finished. I'm, I'm being uh, really, man, I'm being very, almost I'm being very <laughs> facetious, but in a way. No, but Hebrews ten twenty five, Robert, it says, not forsaking the assembling of others together, as is the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Right. Yeah. Because we've all been to the point within the last year to year and a half where our lives, if if you will, have been in jeopardy. And some of us more than others because of this junk, whatever you want to call it, whatever this stuff is, COVID or whatever they want to call it. But we've all had, we've all been tried. And I think, you know, some of us more by fire than others, but we're still here. So uh, I guess, I guess in a way, uh, the Lord's not, th- not, the Lord's not through with us yet. No. Mm-hmm. And, no. and uh, he, so we're he's going so we're to keep... go ahead. No, I'm just saying we're we're going to keep going, and uh, as long as we can, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, he see he, he he's in he in, the spirit dwells inside of us, right? And so it motivates us. It keeps us going. It keeps us on fire. It keeps us wanting to come back for more. It keeps us wanting to exhort each other, and it keeps on uh, allowing us to get through. All these things that we talk about every week that are just calamities, horrific things, and all those things, 
but we still um, press on and people come up with rapture dates and they come and go. And some people get discouraged and they say, well, I don't believe in the rapture now. Well, hold on a second. God didn't change anything. Yeah. You know, you, the, the, the rapture will be on the day of the rapture. I mean, if someone says that this is going to be the day, guess what? They didn't get that from from anywhere, from the Bible. They, the, they didn't go somewhere and say, this is the, the Bible says this is the day. This is them thinking that it might happen on this day. So you shouldn't believe on a, in a rapture because this person got it wrong? No, of course not. The, the Bible itself is, is, is the truth. And so it says, exhort each other as we as you see the day approaching. That that verse is up there right now. And this goes back to what we were talking about before, Joe. We is gonna we are going to see this day approaching. But in the meantime, we are to come together and we are to comfort each other with the words of the rapture. And just like it says in first uh, Thessalonians 4:18, we are to comfort each other with those words that one day the dead in Christ is are gonna rise first. And we who are alive and remain are going to be caught together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air and so ever, forever be with him. That is going to happen one day. And Bob, you put out a video where you were just like, when that happened in your dream, you immediately realized that, um, you know, it, it's finished that like, I'm never going to sin again. You know, I'm never going to have sickness again. I am glorified. I am, I am going to be with the Lord forever. When that day happens, it is going to be so glorious for those who are taken and so destructive for those who are left behind. So you've got to be on the right side of, of, of the coin there. You got to be on the right side of history and you got to go and be with the Lord because I'm telling you, when that happens, Bob, the, the majesty and the glory that awaits us is just, it's in, incomprehensible. I know. And the reality of it, too. Joe, you can know. I ask you something? Can you hear me? Yeah, I just, I wanted, to, I, I just wanted to bring something up. I, I just had a, a thought to ask Joe. Do you remember when, do you remember when you first got saved? You remember how excited you were when you knew that you finally knew that you you were born again and how you wanted to tell everyone everything that moved that you were saved. When I when I first got saved I I wanted to tell every every you know every man, woman, child, dog, cat, everybody about how I was, you know, how the Lord what the Lord Jesus Christ had done for me. And that was a long time ago. And that that excitement is something that we should, you know, you, you talk about getting a, a uh, being, you know, getting back that fire in your soul. It just dawned on me because I think that that that's one of the things that after you've been at this for a number of years, sometimes that starts to, the, you know, the fire starts to get a little you know, it's like setting up a fire uh, during the winter and, you know, you have to rake the coals to get it going again in the morning. But I think that's one of the things we should, I think it says in the word that, that we're renewed daily. You know, our, our, you know, our old, our old man nature is, is dying, but we're renewed daily. 
we need have to, to be we need to be renewed daily. Yeah. Wake up in the morning and thank God for another day of life. I did that this morning. Thank God for another day of life. Another day mm -hmm. to maybe change somebody's life. You guys, this, you know, you can actually change somebody's life by speaking words to them. Just think about that for a minute. You can take them from death unto life. And what are you doing then, Bob? You're raising somebody from the dead. Mm. You know, the word says, I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe people would probably think I'm nuts anyway, but you could raise somebody from the dead. You can take somebody who's dead and trespassing the sins like old Bob Hagen, the hippie, you know, and you can say, look, hippie, <laughs> you know, you don't have to do all that stuff anymore. You check this out. Okay. I think I will. And all of a sudden things start to change and things start to make sense. And I'm actually have a mind that works. You know, and and it's to me, it's really these are the types of things that I think get lost a lot of times with all the all the other stuff that's going on in the world right now. That's so negative that we actually the word says that we're a chosen generation, a, a holy priesthood. We can actually do something to make a difference in somebody's life. And you, you don't know who that's going to be tomorrow, Joe. You don't know who that's going to be tomorrow, Bob or Kevin or, or Greg. I don't know who it's going to be tomorrow. It might be one of these elderly people that I see every day. I try to bless them as much as I can. I love these people. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see any of them not get saved. We should clarify one thing. And, and when you're talking about raising someone from the dead, you're talking about spiritual yeah spiritual you're not talking yeah. about physical and i think that if somebody just came in and they heard you say that um, um they didn't understand what we were talking about okay then they, they could they could think that but i think that that's that's part of the problem with the world is that they don't consider the spiritual nature of things they don't consider the fact that we're actually in a spiritual battle that there is a there is an afterlife that there. Uh, you know, they they think about the the carnal and and right now. Yeah. And then when you say I, I can raise somebody from the dead, they're thinking probably like, oh, well, you physically yeah, raise them from the dead. But in fact, you're actually doing something even more important, yeah. <laughs> which is saving them from the second death. Well, thank you for you know. You know I, 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 you're not I got, I got them in. From the second death, but I got you're, in. I you're leading them to salvation from the second death. Then I just want to make sure them, to clarify You're that. taking them from, uh, like it says in Thessalonians, from worshiping idols to the uh, one true and living God. Exactly. You know, but uh, at the same time, it's, it's, a, it's quite a, you know, it's a ministry that each of us have been given. You know, our ministries are different, but we all have that one in common. You know, when Bob does when Bob does his videos, when Joe's doing his thing, when you're doing yours, and when I'm doing my little teaching thing that I do, trying to get people to realize that they need to take a look at at this this God. They need to take a look at this Jesus Christ and give it some time and maybe consider that this is true. Just consider it. You don't have to believe it right away, but at least you know. Be a, a workman, at least consider it. You know, it says study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman needs not to be ashamed, 
rightly dividing the word of truth. In order to do that, you have to get into the word and have to spend some time in it. And as you're doing that, the Father will work within you and start to show you stuff. He's shown me things over the years. Some of the things, it's, it's, I look at him and I'm going, how come I didn't see this 20 years ago? And all of a sudden, I'll see something. I, and Bob's shaking his head. I, I know you I know you guys have the same stuff happen. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you'll see a word in there and you'll go, I never saw that. That word's been in there for a thousand years or whatever. And I never saw it. And then all of a sudden, it makes sense to you. And, mm-hmm. and then you... And then somebody comes up to you and asks you about a particular scripture that you, the Lord's just showed you about, and you have an answer. It's it's pretty it's it's actually pretty neat because uh, God always makes us look good, Kevin. And he has a he has a he has a big job with me to make me look good. So uh, you know, <laughs> occasionally he does, but <laughs> at the same time, I'm. You know, he's the one that gets the glory. And, and as long as that's as long as that's the thing that's the end the end thing is that the father gets the glory, we'll be doing okay. And I told you I talked too much and I wasn't even gonna be on here more than twenty minutes today. Well I can only imagine <laughs> big you, mouth. I can only imagine you without the Holy Spirit and what you'd be saying. I mean it you know, <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to be? you know, if, if one of these days, man, I'm going to get to Texas. Don't come. I'm, I'm going to work you over, brother. I, I, I won't be here. Uh, uh, you know, you know no, people, I, no, this is what I'm saying. That, people that tune in think that you and I have a real bad relationship. This is what I'm we saying. actually, we actually are, are absolutely. Kevin is one of the one of my beloved brothers, folks. He really is. I have nothing but respect for the man, even though this he's is, always picking this, on me. Listen, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying that you always say that you you you're talking crazy, or you talk too much, or you do this and that, and blah blah blah. But what would it be like if you actually didn't have the Holy Spirit inside you? What would you oh, be man. saying then? That that's my point. Is oh, that man. that would be just like I don't know. You'd, you you'd sound like all the other talking heads probably on CNN, MSDNC, and so forth. It would be horrible. But see, <laughs> the thing is, is that it would be horrific, as you said earlier. It's like, um, but, but, but since you do have the Holy Spirit inside you, you actually make sense when you talk. And so it's, it's, it's important because we as believers, we see people talk on, t- on TV, on the news and stuff like that, and they don't make any sense whatsoever. Bob's mentioned that many times that he's these people are have gone to the other side and they just they're they're not reasonable they they don't make they don't make any sense they don't make any common sense whatsoever they they do things that are and the antithesis of things that would actually even benefit themselves so i mean they've been given over to a debased mind and i can't even imagine you with a debased mind. I mean, because that I, I think that you would be speaking gibberish all the time um, because mm-hmm. you, you, you do tend to, 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 to expand upon things, but you do it in the, in the right way because you have the Holy Spirit inside you. But I can only imagine if you didn't. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, Greg, have we ever had anybody on this channel that wasn't saved? Uh, no, um, I don't know if it's a good idea to do that either, <laughs> but I'm not saying yeah. that you're, you're, 
you got promoting me. that. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Actually, I'm because I because I, I, I can't remember somebody ever coming on here and just speaking total gibberish about everything. Like maybe some people have got some interesting theories and ideas, and actually, I think all five of us have some interesting theories and ideas sometimes too. But but you can tell the difference between somebody who's who who hasn't accepted the Holy Spirit and someone who does, and then what their worldview is and how they talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, there's so many people. I, I was even thinking about bringing somebody on at some point who's kind of searching, you know, still is actually seeking um, and having some, you know, wanting some answers. Um, but I, I don't know. That's something we're going to have to pray about. And, uh, you know, we're not here to... Exploit. No, I don't. I, I'm looking. I'm not promoting that, Greg. I'm not. Saying I know you're not promoting it. I'm not promoting that. it. I know you're not promoting it. But I, no. I, it was something that I'm just letting you know that came to mind at one point. Um, and maybe, maybe there's going to be an opportunity for that. Maybe not. But um, you know, it would have to be someone who's close to us, one of us. But I, still, you know, but, but, I, but I think that sometimes, Robert, you, you like, you, you kind of diminish yourself sometimes and say that. You're doing this or that. And the simple fact is, is that you have the Holy Spirit in you. You speak good. You speak things. You speak Mm -hmm. common sense. You speak the word. You speak the spirit. And I've never heard you say anything that is is gibberish or or crazy. I mean, let's just put it that way. I I think maybe you, you kind of maybe you go back into that time where you weren't saved and you remember how you used to be. And then you remember like how you used to talk. And what you used to think, and you're like, maybe I'm doing that now. But guess what? You have not done that, and you continue not to do that. And so I, I would say, just you know what? Be more confident. Oh, one of my fans. Not, keep rolling. <laughs> Your fans are going to come in here. Robert is I mean, great, boy. That's never you know, apologize. That's a... Exactly. Do not apologize. Amen. You know, you start apologizing, and people will jump on you and start uh, saying that you're wrong or this and that. Don't apologize for the word. You know, that's a great thing, having the Holy Spirit within you, because, you know, here's one thing I talked about on John Boucher's show the other day, and he invited me on, and I was talking about how there are folks like there are folks like us who are looking for the Lord's return, but then there are people who believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they're not like, what's this whole rapture thing all about? Okay, I believe in Jesus, but I didn't get to that rapture part yet. What's that all about, you know? And that's kind of where I was. I, I came to the belief in Jesus Christ, the only way to God, but I wasn't made aware of the rapture thing until like 10 years later, okay? So I want to put up a verse here that I, that I think shows proof that whoever, even if you don't believe in the rapture, but you still have the indwelling Holy Spirit, you're still going to be raptured at the rapture resurrection. If you could pull up 2 Timothy 4.8 right now, Greg, uh, I'm going to show you guys right here. It says in 2 Timothy 4 8, it says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto them also that love his appearing. Mm. So there are going to be people that are going to be taken up in the rapture, kicking and screaming because they love their life down here. But unfortunately for them, they have the indwelling Holy Spirit. But there are going to be those of us who love his appearing. They're going to be cheering. They're going to go up screaming and say, finally here. It's finally here because we are aware of it. We've been watching for it. And those are the ones who are going to receive that special crown, those mm-hmm. who love his appearing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
any of, any of you out there who have loved ones that they came to the knowledge of the Lord, and you know they have the indwelling Holy Spirit, but they're not really developing that Holy Spirit, Christian spirit of theirs. They're not really developing. It's still a baby spirit within them, even though it's been five or six years, okay? Be it as it may, as long as that spirit is within them, as I talked about in Romans 8, 10, verse 11, as long as that spirit is in them, they are sealed until they are sealed until the day of redemption, Ephesians four thirty, and they will be raptured at the rapture resurrection event because that gift that God put into each and every single one of those people has to be recalled at the end of the age of grace. Everything has to be recalled, and everybody involved in that gospel in that covenant has to be closed out, and God closes out with rapture resurrection gives all of us the final part of our gift of salvation, which is a resurrected immortal body. That's the whole gift of salvation, a regenerated spirit, and eventually a regenerated body, hence completing the whole gift of salvation. And then we are removed. And then, like you're saying, Brother Kevin, the Revelation 14 angel gets to go to work. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it amazing that, like, that mystery... Uh, comes after what people call the Gospels, right? Is like the, the 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 good news of of Jesus and the stories about Jesus, and then after if you keep on reading, because a lot of people stop, <laughs> they stop reading there. But there but there are other things that you get to learn if you keep on reading from basically mainly from the Apostle Paul, who was shown these mysteries and that he was he was told to to tell us about those things. And so, Bob, you're right. Those people, they may understand that Jesus, you know, came and died and rose for them and that uh, that's the way, the only path to salvation. Um, but they, they, they don't they don't know the like the other mysteries and the other things like we're going to be changed and things like that. And that you, you, if you tell them and they're like, what? I never heard of that. You know, it's like we're going to be changed. Yeah. Yeah. And it, in a, in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to be changed. And we're going to be caught up. Real, what? That, that's a rapture. Oh, I've heard about that word. There was a movie or a couple of movies, this and that, but I have no idea what that is. That's in the Bible? Yes, it is. If you, if you, learn, if you read the Bible, you get all these things. You get all this mystery revealed to you, mm-hmm. and you get to know what, what's going to happen in the future. That's the, one of the most beautiful things about the Bible is that, it tells you things that are going to happen before that before it happens. And it's done that for thousands of years. And mm-hmm. just like, it was like this leader is going to come up and this is going to be his name. And then the, and then finally that leader comes in, into power and they go, Hey, take a look at this. It was written 150 years ago and it's got your name. And it's <laughs> like, what, you know, it's like, who could have done that? You know, it's God. And so it's the same type of thing here. Paul's talking about something that's going to happen in the future, and he wrote that almost two thousand years ago. And those are the those are the jewels that you get by by reading the word, mm-hmm. isn't it? And plus, on top of that, I'd like to cue Joe up with this one right here. Hey, Joe, I had a rapture dream. Kevin was just talking about. It. I had a rapture dream this past Sunday. I don't know if you guys heard about it yet. I posted my video today. I had a rapture dream, and this dream it took place at four a.m., which is during the fourth watch. Okay, but in this dream, I was with I was in this room with all these people and Jesus was in the room with all of us. We were all in our mortals. We're all in our mortal state. And he told all of us lay down because you're about to ascend to heaven. Okay, 
So I laid down on my back and he told all of us to close our eyes. He said, now, when you start to feel like yourself going up, you're going to feel some G forces, but it's going to be okay. You're going to be on your way to heaven. Okay. So I laid down and I started to hear everybody like going up They're they're giving me whoop whoops and all this stuff like that and laughing and celebrating as each one of them started going up. I didn't open my eyes at that point, but I'm sitting there thinking to myself, as soon as I lift, like you're saying, Kevin, as soon as I lift off this ground, I know that it's over. I crossed the finish line. I'm never going to die. I'm never going to sin again. I'm going to be with Jesus forever. I'm going to enter into eternity. It's all going to happen. And when that happens, it's going to be incredible how all of us are going to feel. And I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. It didn't happen. I'm like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Also, boom, I lifted up. And then I started, started going up and up and up. And then I opened my eyes, and I was traveling through space. And just the cosmos and colors, you know, stars, planets. And then it all started clearing up and started turning white. And then mm-hmm. I saw like this, uh, like a, looks like a bright, bright outfit. Uh, it was like cold and it was white, and it came down and went right past me and thinking bright of Christ, okay. And then I got to this uh, this level that looks like a, it's like a, a platform, and we all stopped there, and then we just shot up through there, which I come to come to find out later, I figured out it was a sea of glass that's under God's throne that separates the universe from the third heavens, second heavens from the third heavens, supposedly, okay. So I, I shoot up through that floor, and I'm standing in like a reception area of a hotel or something like that, and I'm looking around, and I see this big desk. These women are working there. So I walk to the desk. I said, I told my name. She's like, oh, okay. So she gets out this card. I'm going to give you the number to your room. And, of course, the Bible talks about that we have mansions. In my in my father's house, there are many mansions, many rooms, okay? So she takes this card, puts it down, and writes your room number on this thing. So she goes, eight, seven, and goes, one, 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 all the way across this card, okay? And I'm watching her. I'm like, is she going to go all the way to the end of that card? Like, yep, she is. And I was like, you know, maybe you should turn that card over so you can keep on going. And, you know, she looked at me like this, like, of course I'm going to turn the card over. And she starts going one, 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 all the way across. And then, uh, then she hands me the card. And then I'm like, all right, thank you very much. And I started walking through this hallway. And I ended up seeing my, my oldest brother there. And he's the one that probably like the only one in my family ever came to me asking about the Lord. I ended up seeing him there. And I said, hey, you're here. So what did I tell you? Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, saved by grace through faith, right now out of works. And now you're here. You believe. He's like, I sure do. And then we all, we both of us sat down started talking. And then at that point, I started to feel myself like waking up. I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> this isn't real. This is just a dream. I'm like, no, no. I was like, I woke up, I opened my eyes, it was dark, dark in the room, and I was mad. <laughs> Man, I was mad. I threw my arm up immediately because I was mad. I was like, oh, come on. I ended up hitting the headboard. My hand hurt my hand. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's not real. So I ended up like recording on my phone, took the timestamp, four o'clock, did all that stuff, recorded it. But you know what? It was an awesome dream. It was so real. It was a real disappointment that it was just a dream. But I like I like to go back to where she talked about the one 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 one. That was pretty significant, okay, to me. 
And I think it has something to do with what we're heading towards right now, the 11th cycle. Mm. The 11-11. And we're seeing that 11-11 on the clock. 11-11 all the time. We're seeing on our, aren't we? And yeah. my, I'm born on April 11th. Okay? I, I, 11's all over my life. Yeah. Okay? And the fact that I saw that going all the way across, you know, what do you guys think about that, Dream? Well, I had two two takeaways, Bob. One takeaway was like, I, you could tell it in your voice, like the relief once you started ascending that you were like, I'm, I'm shedding off this, mm-hmm. the, you know, this, this world. I'm shedding off my sinfulness. It was just like you, you just felt the joy in your voice when you were saying that. And the second thing is that even after you get a glorified body. You're still a smart aleck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, why'd you turn the card over? And then God's like, okay, Bob, you smart aleck. I got on the other side. <laughs> I mean, he, he knows you so well, doesn't he? <laughs> Amen. What do you think, Brother Joe? <laughs> That's not a short rapture dream. Um <clears throat> I have a lot of questions. Well, for starters, did you see Jesus or did you just know that your spirit was there? I knew he was there. I didn't see him. I was looking for him. So you didn't see you didn't see the Shekinah, you didn't see any glory. You just knew he was there. Yeah. And you heard his voice? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And um can you tell if any of the people in the room you knew? Nope. I did not know anybody in the room. Um I definitely think you went through the firmament when you went through that hard uh, push through. That's what I, I was thinking too. He's, he's showing you the uh, separation of spaces and that yep. it's definitely a rapture dream. And yep. you're getting, you're getting closer and closer to the throne room and all your dreams. Uh, I think as time goes on with the body and depending on your relationship with Christ, like I've always wanted to see the throne room. And as my dreams progress, I find I'm getting closer i still have a ways to go but um so i think you're very close i think is your brother alive bob or is he passed he's alive he's alive so he's showing you that your brother um will be with you in heaven um and it's just a good example because you're a teacher of of the word um and people get to hear the fact that it's through it's through faith alone and um that verse specifically, you know, when you hear the word of God in your dream, that's 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 straight from the throne room. That's that's mm-hmm. in no way, shape, or form from anybody else. So it's just more confirmation. Um, it's not uncommon. It's not common for Jesus to show you Himself anyway. I just always ask because even seeing the glory is sufficient. Uh, I've never mm-hmm. seen His face in the dreams. I know I've seen it, but your spirit won't let you remember it. But you'll always remember the Shekinah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's always fun. Um, and it's kind of funny because you've always mentioned about how there'll be a meeting place first and then, you know, we'll know. So, you know, <laughs> it looks like you're onto something with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been saying that a long time, the gathering. And if you look at the examples throughout the Bible, there was always a gathering. I mean, Noah, he didn't even tell Noah the day the flood was starting. Why would he tell one of us when the rapture is yeah. going to be? Yeah. He did tell Noah, though, get in the boat. It's going to come. Yeah, and he gave him a seven-day warning. Right. Yeah. So he's given all of us a warning, and he's telling us we don't need to know. You know, the spirit. Noah didn't even know till that first drop hit. I so, think Bob. Then, I think Bob mentioned a seven-day thing in this last video as well, didn't you, Bob? Yeah, a woman had a dream about three trumpets, and basically she saw a timeline 
is the same woman that she actually uh was it the same woman that it was funny because that dream had some another woman who had a dream like mine and the lord actually took her off her feet and laid her on her back changed her and then shot her up to heaven that happened that posted that dream today so it's, it's the same lay, layout as my dream layout no pun intended but yeah another woman had a dream where uh the rapture is about to take place they heard a trumpet blast and let's see if you guys think about this so she hears a trumpet blast everybody that was in the building she's at her workplace but the workplace was filled here we go again joe the workplace was filled with all her believer friends from church so all the believer friends were gathered in a place and then the trumpet went off so they all ran outside and they saw the sky beginning to move and then everything kind of stopped and then then she went over to like the window of the building and somebody laid out a timeline said there will be two more trumpet blasts for a complete three trumpet blasts that will actually signal seven day warning okay and then after that takes so basically we'll get three trumpet blasts a seven which signals the start of a seven day warning and then the rapture takes place now i know that's not in the bible okay now there's when the trumpet of god goes off it's not going to be three blasts in seven days. The Bible doesn't say that. But I think, though, it was a representation of uh, when the trumpet goes off, it's a blast of a warning. It's an announcement. Right. Okay. And let me tell you what happened with the flood of Noah. You Noah was building the ark, which is incredible, feet on its own. But you had all these animals showing up that were normally predatorial and, you know, they're usually going against each other, surviving, survive, running away from each other, you know, or peeing in different areas and trying to mark places, doing all that stuff. <laughs> but they weren't doing that. They were all sitting around just chilling. I love what you said, Bob. You're like, tr- try to get two cougars into a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to get two You're like, come here, come here. Yeah, get a hot dog, some steak. Come here, kitty. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> to get two cougars into a boat right now. Just a set of cougars. Good luck. Two cougars that. in a boat. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Bob, I don't look. know where you come up with this stuff, Bob. But I mean, you make me laugh on every. I tell you, your 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 videos are more true and more funny and more comedic than anything else I watch. I mean, you have just a couple of times where you just make me just crack up when you, I don't know where you come up with this stuff. You got an interesting sense of humor and I love it. Bob, I want to tell you this, this weekend, yesterday I sent Greg a quick text on a study from Chuck Missler. Okay. And it was about the Bible code. Now in the Bible code, Chuck Missler talks about all the names of um, Jacob's bloodline all the way up to Noah, starting with Adam to Noah. Basically, each of the names given to each of these men, including Methuselah, Enoch, Noah, Malahalem, I forget, I pronounced the name wrong. Each of the names means something. And then when you go through the names, it talks about how man's fall will be saved through the bloodline of Christ. So the reason I'm bringing this up is I looked up what 871 is in Jewish gematria. Now, a lot of people don't study gematria, and that's fine. You don't have to. But you can't deny the fact that in the Bible, God uses names to represent things. Okay? So if we take just your 871, I'm going to give you a few of the... This is the Jewish now. This isn't. This is, this is the same code that God used in the names. And these are some of the words that they spell out. The first one, 871. 
prophecy is real. Hmm. All right. A second one, 10 days of darkness. Another one, God's story. Let's see. Divine seed. Okay. Three days of darkness. Nuclear holocaust. And then this one is the one that's really sending off bells to me. 871 spells out the destination after death. Oh, man. You well, got to be kidding me. All right. Now, I don't care. Gee, you don't have to believe in it, but these these are the same not letters and words that equal what God created. Oh. So it's just something to consider because, I mean, all these with the eight, if you, if he gave you the numbers 871, it's for a reason. Now, to you, it made me one thing. But you also have the option to look at a few things and what it means by his word. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a few of the things I'm seeing because I've gotten words. I've gotten numbers and you guys know I've gotten codes for, for to unlock boxes in these dreams. And they mean, they mean a lot of different things. But um, he gave you a verse and then he gave you a code knowing that, you know, you're into that kind of thing. You, it's up to you to discover what it is he's trying to say. Wow, but I mean, like even outside of the code, like what you first mentioned in those names, I mean, those names have meanings, and the fact that they're put in the exact that exact order to basically read as man is appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed God shall come down teaching that his death shall bring the despairing rest. I mean. Mm You, you cannot make that up. That is designed right. by a creator, a God, who has, who has these people born and puts it into their mind of what their names need to be. I mean, that can only be done by a creator because people are unpredictable. They will choose whatever name they want. But God puts it into their heart that th- my son must be named this in order to be able to show his plan. I mean, and like what you're talking about is like, if you dig even deeper into things, you see how, how intricate and how well-designed the entire Bible is because you're talking about parallels that happen between in the, in the Torah, right? In the first five books of the Bible, how they both point to the center and in yeah. terms of different ways that they, things are, the, the, the uh, Hebrew is structured, it's impossible to be created by man. Like, pe- like people cannot create that intricacy of things. So it has to be designed by somebody outside and something, some entity outside. So that I think that's the reason why with all these things that the Bible says, there is no excuse to, to to not to, to, to not believe in God there there you must believe in God you do not have an excuse because of all these things because of the intricacies of the design of the of the entire universe and on all that we are that it could not have been done without a supreme designer it's just impossible it's not it's not even close to being possible and so in order to deny God you you basically become a fool. And that's what the Bible says, that someone who doesn't believe that designer in a, in a God is a fool and they deceive themselves. And if you mm-hmm. did say that you have no sin, then you also are a liar <laughs> and then you deceived yourself as well. 
So mm -hmm. th those key factors there um, ju just uh, just point out that how intricate everything is right now and how God has designed this and, f and for us to be able to experience this and understand it is amazing. And Joe, I, I appreciate you looking into those things because those are what the Bible calls deeper things, are they not? <laughs> Those are the deeper things. Yeah. Yep. Amen. That really encouraged me. Thanks, Joe. Mm -hmm. Of course. No, your dream is definitely from the Lord. It encourages all of us. And I mean, that's what, you know, it just shows you, you know, it's just. <laughs> the fact that you said the destination after death, where did I yeah. go? My destination after that, that's yeah. where we went. And that's where I walked in there and she did 871. <laughs> here's, we're in 871. Congratulations. You made it. By the way, here's a whole bunch of extra ones for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, what, I, what I took from that was that uh, you know, the ones actually stood for infinite, right? Oh, infinity. So it's just, it's just going to keep going. You just keep, keep, keep moving. It's your everlasting, just as, as the Lord intended. Uh, your spirit is, is with him. Uh, we're all in all at the, at that point. And uh, that's it. Everlasting life. Yeah. Plus he gave he, he gave you he gave you so many uh, pieces of information in that dream, Bob. I mean, you still have time to figure out even more. Oh yeah, you Bob's know, but... got an eternal mansion with an eternal address. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. You know, the Bible says, you know, eventually everything will be brought all in one within Christ. You know, everything all in one within Christ. So wow. once again, another. Um, revealing about what that one, that eternal one that you're talking about there. I think she would have gone on forever if I didn't stop her, <laughs> you know. You're like, so, I'll find it. Yeah. I wonder if he'll be addressed. I wonder if your address will be to Doc Barber. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In care of. <laughs> In care of. <laughs> and, and, and that, I mean, Bob, the, you saw a wedding dress, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. I, I know. I, mean, I, I figured it out too. I saw like so you, yeah. you put in these these uh, images he showed you. I mean, it's just connect the dots. It's so strong of a dream. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the beginning to end. Plus, he threw your brother in there. So I know I mean, that's the thing. You know, I, I'm thinking to myself when you were talking about that to have to have your brother there. You know what? A, what a blessing! You know, just members of your family. That's that's really something that we we all really want. You know, we 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 really we want the ones of the people we love to be there. We want them to believe. Um, you know, I I wonder about my dad because I, I shared a lot of words with my dad. My dad passed away in 2010, and um, I heard later that um, he had a lot of. You know, he had a lot of questions about Jesus Christ, and uh, he never asked me a lot of them. But he he asked my brother, my older brother. So I, I'm not sure. I really don't know. And uh, it's something I, I'm believing he'll be there, but but I I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Lord's never really revealed to me. I wish he would. But I've never really gotten that. Something, things like that. I don't know. Sometimes whether I, I I know we can we can ask the Lord to reveal that stuff to us, but sometimes He just doesn't. But it seems yeah. like 
it seems like a lot of these dreams that that uh, you guys have um, are really specific dreams. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't have them. Um, so, or I don't, I don't remember them or I haven't had them. I've, I've seen, I've seen things over the years, but I've never had any, I've never had a rapture dream. Watch me have one tonight. But, <laughs> but um, at the same time, I'm, it's, it's to me, it's, it's very, uh, intriguing and it's very uh uplifting to hear that because it, it keeps you it keeps you on fire you know to know that that this just it just isn't some made-up fable that's we're just getting together every week for a couple hours to talk about fables you know this mm. this isn't Aesop's fables folks you know this is this is god's truth Mm -hmm. this is uh amen important thing that's the best part of it isn't it is that it actually is truth and that we all know that it's going to happen and that it's not just like oh wouldn't that be great if like this is a fiction tale right it's like i'm going to go up into this heaven and i'm going to be sinless and this and that it's like that's just a pipe dream no it's not a pipe dream it is reality for us one day and i think that's the most encouraging part of of all of this is that it, we know we know it's true, and we we're just we're just waiting until that day comes, you know. Yeah, and, and anybody gonna... anybody that has those dreams, like Bob will tell you, when you wake up, it's there's nothing more real than having that dream, and it's just like being born again. When you have that experience, there's nothing more real. Yeah. So when like, he when oh. he woke up, when he woke up, the first thing you think is, "You're kidding me." Right? Like, oh, right? Because it's so real. It's so real. And and he was acting himself in the dream while his spirit was out of his body being shown this, that he was being himself and being normal. And this is what these people that have these rapture dreams are. They're like, they're more real than they've ever been. How is that mm. possible? They're, they're more real than they are when they're awake. Do you think, uh, I got a question for you guys, since you guys are the, you guys are the dreamers and I'm, I'm the, I get. I don't know what the heck I even am. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think the dreams. It, it, this is just my perspective looking at this. When you have, when you have these rapture dreams, it, it's like a. Um, is it is it like? Would it be like having something that you're. Um, when you have these dreams and w- when you wake up from them, it's, it's something that it just, it keeps you going. It's, it's something that's, it's a, it's a motivating, uh, it's a motivating thing. It's something that once you, you know, when you, you have something like this and I've read some of the rapture dreams and I know that when I'm finished reading them, I'm going, wow, that's really something, man. I want to, I want to read another one. It's something that, you know what I'm talking about, Greg? It keeps you going because you know that there's going to be times coming up that are going to be tough. But the Lord, the Lord is going to give us things that we need, Kevin, to, to keep us going. You know, like I've had, a, I've, I've, I've actually had a pretty rough day, but this has been great tonight because of all the times that I was going to cop out and not come on because I was so tired. I think the old old split foot wanted to keep me off of here, mm-hmm. because, so I wouldn't. So I wouldn't hear the dream about Bob going to heaven. 
No, I mean, I'm just, you know. <laughs> no, or or Kevin or, or Joe sharing the things he did or Greg sharing. It's just we have to watch that he doesn't steal, kill, and to destroy these times that we have with one another's brothers are kind of are kind of special. And that's one thing I've learned from tonight. No matter yeah. how no matter how tired I might be physically, I need you know, we need to realize that the Lord has given us this time for a reason. And and we shouldn't and like I said, and we all we all know, and I know Greg well enough to know he we don't take these things for granted ever because they could be gone like that. And as we're having time like this, although I've never met you guys personally, I feel like, you, you know, I've got, you guys are all my brothers and, and it's, it's just, I'm going to get going here in a second, but it's been, a, once again, it's been an honor and a blessing to be with you guys Amen. because every time Amen. I'm with you, I learned so much. Well, that, Jesus that, is in the midst. Jesus yeah. is in the midst, and that's and that's why that's how come you feel so good. Yeah. And the dreams, the dreams. When I first started in 2020 with the stuff, and people were saying, commenting, "Oh, I don't get rapture dreams." I would constantly tell them, "If God wants you to give you one, He'll give you one." Because the whole purpose of having a body is there's different parts to the body, right? So, mm-hmm. you everybody here on the panel has their own gifts. When I had, or other people had rapture dreams, or Bob has a rapture dream, I always look at it like this. I would tell people, "Listen." You're on the racetrack. I'm running up next to you, giving you a bottle of water. That's what a rapture dream is. I'm there, and God's showing me something to help you continue to run your race, just like you're putting in the effort to run the race. You're giving me something to do while I'm there. So all these dreams, and God specifically says in the Bible, which we don't really talk about that that, that often, is about all the different gifts of the sure. Holy Spirit. Sure. And and people he, people that are watching us, they don't even know what to look for or they don't know what to pray for. Like a prayer that I always try and say is, you know, increase my spiritual gifts. I would, and this is going back to the days of John Paul Jackson, the guy that used to be on TV with the dreams. When I started watching him, this is before any rapture dream I was ever given. I would start praying and I would ask God, show me what my spiritual gifts are. Show me what, and sure enough, that's when my dreams just had started. But the rapture dreams didn't come till 2020. Not a single rapture dream came to the midst of 2020. And that's when they were exploding for everybody that was having them. So all of everybody's gifts here, they just have to tap into. And, um, you know, that's a good, that's a good point, Joe, because, you know, John Paul Jackson, he was, he definitely was, (laughs) he was, he was pretty gifted guy. Now, listen, I I don't know. I can't say what was in his heart. I, I feel confident to say that he was a believer and he was being honest. And, um, but you know, the, the gifts, they're, they're all different and, you know, we should definitely talk about that one night. And, um, because people, people on here just don't even know that if they just pray for them, they can get them. And, um, you know, these gifts are given for a reason and the people that believe in it and understand it. And that's why like our, our family members are friends that never, really get into the word too much or talk about prophecy or end times. When you talk to them about this stuff, they look at you like you're, you know, they, they either don't want to say that they don't know what you're talking about, or they look at you like you're beyond the norm. Uh, not realizing that if they tap their gifts, that their blessings will increase. 
but you know that that's part of the devil's plan he wants to keep you ignorant of what god has planned for you like you were saying oh you're tired stay home you know i get that stuff happen to me all the time everybody here does all the time and um you know that's just the that's spiritual warfare and that's the flesh you know that's the flesh all right well we have a a few minutes uh what about 10 minutes for questions uh brother robert i know you're leaving um are you why, why don't we have Robert stick around and answer the questions tonight? I've, I've uh, that's up to him. Questions. I've Can been doing questions here in the comment section. I've been answering questions here. I think I went okay. through all of them right here so far. <laughs> I, I just haven't addressed uh, Chester's yet. But I think I addressed everybody else. Oh, Chester. Chester has I'm surprised Chester's on. Chester has, <laughs> seven. Always on, man. Chester has seven questions for you, Robert. <laughs> really? Hey, hey, okay, hey, Robert, is the monkeypox virus the next pandemic? <laughs> you want me to? <laughs> For 200. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, the, the United States government is right now saying no, it won't. Yeah. I already saw that already. They're not They're not claiming it right now. Oh. I know because I was about to invest in some stuff that deals with that, and then they're saying, nope, nope, it's not going to be a pandemic. I'll yeah. take the next virus for 300, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. He goes on to say, can the World Health Organization turn America and rest of nations into a new world order government in the pandemic treaty that has passed? That's the whole point of it. That's the whole point of it to take America down. You know, in May of 2021, they did this uh, five nations uh, came forth and said, hey, the United States president needs to be taken down and there need to be a handful of nations that run America. Okay. That happened last year in May 21st. Okay at the uh, World Economic Forum, okay? So just want to say that. Let's see here. Uh, on the next last Trump report, are you going to talk about the snake bites and mandates? You know, I think I already talked about those quite enough already, right, Kevin? I think I Yeah, I think, I think, I think we, we did. There was a question about when the rapture is going to happen. Greg, I believe that there's a quote that I have of when the rapture is going to happen. Yeah, you you, um, and you showed that earlier, and so um, you know. Yeah, I mean, let I'll I'll put it up again here for uh, those. Yeah, who, I would appreciate that because that will answer the the, the question. The answer to when the rapture will happen is the rapture will be on the day of the rapture. I thought Thank it you. happened in 1988. That's no, no, there were 88 said. reasons why it would happen. <laughs> so, uh, there's a book out there you can still read it, <laughs> um, but uh, no, the, we we do not know right now. We do, as of today, we do not know the day of the rapture, but we do see the day approaching. And yeah. we're going to know it even more so. And while we see that day approaching, we're going to keep on coming together every Tuesday, whether or not we're tired or not. We're going to keep on coming, aren't we, Robert? We sure will. We sure will. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. What question you guys want to do now? All right. So let's see. We have another question here. Did you get this one? You can let me know. Can you explain the timing between the changing of our perfect bodies and the body's rapture to meet Jesus in the clouds? Um, I talked about that in a video. Kevin might might want to you know, expand on that. But I talked about in the video where the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17, and also talks about in 1 Corinthians 15, 52 to 53 about the rapture resurrection. But in 1 Corinthians 15, 52, it talks about in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. In a moment. So basically, my theory is 
God takes us out of this time frame, takes us out of time, and puts us into a moment. And basically what happens, when this happens, everything just freezes around us. Everything just goes stop and you look around at what's going on and you see this uh hummingbird going by go wings going really slow why because you're in a moment in time and the bible says in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump so can it be my theory is that god removes everybody who has an indwelling holy spirit like i've been talking about puts us all into a place remember we're talking about that joe a place, safe place, and that's within a moment in time where we can experience the rapture resurrection event for the fullness of that it is and the changing of our bodies, however long that takes. And then we're, we go up to heaven, we meet up in the air. I'm assuming we sing a few songs, we celebrate, and then we leave the earth. Okay, <laughs> That all happens in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Now, the Bible talks about, uh, Apostle Peter talks about the day of the Lord is a thousand years thousand years as a day imagine if you took a 24-hour day and stretched it out on a scale of a thousand years how fast would we be moving at that point for the mm. scope of the day really slow super mm-hmm. slow so i think that is an indicator of what that moment in time is so god takes us out of time and puts us into a moment in time because time is only for those that dwell on the earth Time doesn't exist outside of this dimension. Fourth, right. fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth dimension. Time doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, so, no, I, agree. I, I I'm in agreement with you that um, there, you've seen movies where time is slowed down or something like that happens. That there was like I think there was a Star Trek episode a long time ago where people heard like this this buzzing and they were like, "What's that?" And it just so happened to be that their time had had slowed down so much and sped up for others that 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 was them people talking and it just sounded like a little buzz, you know, but it was like actually words. So um, I I think it's going to be like that as well. Like we're going to be glorified. We're going to be immortal in that change. And so we're going to be basically outside of time at that point. And so um, any, you know, any number of things can happen uh, during to us during that period of time, which may just appear to be, a fraction, the smallest fraction of a second of time. But we could be going through all kinds of a change and then a a, a, a rapture. But to people on Earth, it would look like just like that. Just like that. It would be a twinkling eye in a moment. Boom. To those that are being left behind. But to us, it's going to be a big, long, glorious. I mean, can you imagine walking the Earth? And here's the other thing, too. The woman that talked about this in one of the dreams I posted. She talked about nuclear explosions. I talk about these nuclear explosions. In my dreams, when the, when the explosion takes place, I always see that light coming, and then the dream cuts off. Mm-hmm. Can that be the point where we go into that moment? You imagine a nuclear yeah. bomb going off, go boom. Also, you're like, oh, all of a sudden, it's time to stop. Stop. Like, what's going on here? You got debris floating in the air. You're like, ding. Like, what's going on here? And we're walking along, and you see people like this. I think that's what the Bible says. Is like, you, like, we can't even imagine those things that because yeah. we live in a finite time structure. And so, when, when you're even trying to dream about it, you can't get there all the way because you, you, your mind doesn't understand living outside of time. Not in just my you, second, you will. In my second rapture dream, time was slowed down, and I heard I heard angels singing, 
and I was swirling around people like in the Avengers movie when they're filming all of them in a circle. I saw all the people in my court as I was flying around them and time was going so slow that I could, it was enough time for music to be playing. Bob. Like, so I, I would agree that with that, that time is going to be completely different. You're going to enjoy the rapture. You're not going to just show up and wake up out of the dream. Like Bob woke up out of the dream. Like, Oh no, you're going to enjoy it. So the answer to this question is about the timing. I mean, I think that when you become incorruptible, immortal, timing is no longer a factor anymore. And so I think that's, that's kind of the way we're explaining it is that it, right. there, there is no time at, after that for us. And the other thing that gives proof to this too is when the trumpet of God went off for the Israelites on top of Mount Sinai, what does the Bible said? It waxed loud, it waxed loud and long, long, long trumpet blast. So you're not, you can't tell me that trumpet is going to go off in the twinkling of an eye in a moment. It'll be like, boom. <laughs> like, what was yeah, that? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't hear it. God. Yeah. You didn't, it will be like the movies. It will be yeah. like the movies. But better. I agree. We'll step outside of time. It's going to be incredible. And you know what? I just want to mention one thing. I think we're on the cusp of the rapture resurrection because I'm beginning to see some things happening around here right now. Like we, there, there, there's a storm that came through. And something caught my attention because I was in my living room walking into the kitchen and a flash of lightning. I saw the flash of lightning outside, but there was a flash that took place in my living room. It didn't Ooh. come through the window. It just came from the living room. It went like that. And I was like, what was wow. that? Did it go and from the east to the west? Like, you see that? <laughs> I was like, what was that light? It, it, it originated in the living room. What, where did that come from? It did come from outside. I'm like, I was like, turn the TV now. I'm like, <laughs> listening for trumpets. Literally, listen yesterday. <laughs> the kids are like, Dad, <laughs> Dad's gone night. crazy again. Dad's gone crazy. Hey, my antennas <laughs> are up. No, nature, nature is even different now. Yeah. Did that lightning um, go from the east to the west, Bob? <laughs> Don't know. But it happened. It happened in the living room. In the it living, happened in the living room. Living, living. Yes. Right. The, the living room. Yeah. Not the, dead, not the dead room. The living room. <laughs> <laughs> because because, the, because Bob Bob plans on not being a dead in Christ. He plans on being alive. That should that room. should be a shirt, Kevin. What room are you going to be in heaven? The living room <laughs> or the dead room? The dead room. We're they not part of the Lake of Fire, Fire people. Um, anyway. Lake of, with the Lake of Fire, no, yeah. You right. want, you, and, and like Robert said earlier, you want to you want to get them out of that death chamber. Yeah. You want them get them out of that and get into life. Amen. Uh, follow up to that. Someone else. When the rapture happens, what do you believe will happen to the left left behind? Ash. Oh, left of us. Okay, sorry. Ash, dirt, blood, and bones. What is it? What do you think? Zero. Zero. Well, we're going to be changed. It's what it's, it's what it says. We're going to be changed. Mm-hmm. So what we are now is not what we're going to be. We're going to be that. And, um, you know, everything is going to change inside of us. I, I, I think that like what Bob was saying earlier, there's going to be like some kind of glory or light that 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 comes from that. I mean, it, that, that is a metamorphosis, um, whether or not anything is left uh, behind. I mean, that's up to God to, uh, to determine. I mean, because he can easily say, I don't want anything, or he could say, I want your clothes to be there, or who knows what. 
But uh, I've I, I heard about blood all over the place. I don't think that's the case. I just don't. I don't. That seems really gruesome to me. But uh, I think clothes will be left behind. I think clothes will be left behind. I think that's very possible. I, I mean, the Bible doesn't say. Um, but uh, you know, I don't. I don't know if we. You know, may, maybe our clothes will be there, and it'll be like a testament to the fact that we were taken. You know, that that there's no that there's like no other excuse can be said like this person didn't commit suicide. They didn't die right there. They didn't kill themselves that that they left. (laughs) And when they left, they left it like immediately and shed off all the the mortality there. So, yeah, I mean, that's the way I look at it. It separates the two worlds. The Bible talks about how flesh and blood won't be able to inherit heaven. But, you know, if we're changing the moment twinkling of an eye, when that happens, will that supernatural power actually end up burning off all the blood that's inside of us? Yeah, right. And Mm. when blood is burnt like that, it turns into ash. And and the blood won't be going with us because, you know, Jesus had bones, right? He said, this is my, feel my bones. I have this body here, but no blood. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Blood's a manifestation of sin. That has to be burned off. And when it gets burned out, burned off, Amen. whatever, I believe, I believe, I think at least the blood will be a pile of ash right there. Or blood, just, I don't think it'd be blood blown everywhere. It'd just be like ashes. Like, you know, I think uh, there's some truth in the movie, uh, what the Avengers, when they all got taken, just pff, ash, you know, dust, just dust. dust. Yeah. You know, all I can say is I'm glad that Rock E. Shepherd isn't isn't uh, one of the panel members because I mean he, he he wouldn't last long. Who cares what is left behind? Could you imagine if that's how we answered that question? <laughs> uh, like, I mean, come on, have a little have a little empathy for other people's questions a little bit there. I mean, well, you know, come on. Well, thank you, Bob, also for uh, answering the other questions in the chat before. Sure. And I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, thank you all for coming back on with us. This was good. Uh, Kevin, sorry you didn't get the uh, invite. Um, Well, you know, better late than never. Yeah, shoot me a text, you know, email me, let me know you haven't gotten it. Well, I mean, I got, you know, the way I look at it, Greg, is that you invite us every week. You invite me every week. And if you're not going to invite me, well, then, uh, you know, I'm not. I would let you know. I would let you know. Trust me. Uh, Yeah, I would say, Kevin, uh, I'd rather you didn't come on. I'd be very upset (laughs) if he didn't invite you. I'm sure you would. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, everyone, thank you so much for coming back on with us. Uh, this was great. Another quick episode. It feels quick. I don't know. Two hours. How that could feel quick. I don't know. They go by. Be God. But uh, we thank you for coming back on. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be back next week. Right. Amen. Bless Amen. you guys. Take care. God bless, bless you all. See you. All right.